Well, hello, it's Tina Constant here, and welcome to another episode of the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast. It's been a madder week than usual, so kick back, relax, and here's a story about growing into the person you are meant to be. The story is Tulip's story. She was born in a small town, in a small house, to a small family. Truth was, Tulip's world was so small that right until she was a teenager, she thought all the people in the world were her friends, family and neighbours. No one in town ever thought to explore beyond the town limits. Why would they? Everything they needed was grown, made, built or created by themselves right there. In one sense, this made Tulip happily self-sufficient. From as early as she could remember, she knew how to make everything from a bar of soap to a barn. But she also knew that there had to be more. And so, every evening, as the sun went down, Tulip would stand on the dusty road that led east, then twisted north. And then Tulip wondered, where did that road go? She asked her parents where the road went, but they always changed the subject and told her that nothing would come from walking that road and asking stupid questions. She asked her neighbour, who would just shrug and tell her to go and ask Miss Aggie, while Miss Aggie, who was the best baker in town, would just smile tell her how much her bunions ate, and then, after a pause, give her the secret to her famous hot cross buns. None of it really helped. It was only old man Willoughby who got close to hinting that there was more to the world than the small town Tulip lived in. Old man Willoughby was a shoemaker, his was a small business, as were most businesses in that small town. Well, he said, when people don't walk far, they don't wear down their shoes, which means there's little need to repair or replace them. But still, old man Willoughby was always working on a new pair of boots. Sometimes they were thick and heavy, Sometimes they were tailored and refined. Tulip's favourite pair was a pair of deep red, fur-lined, knee-high boots with thick soles that looked like they could scale mountains and obliterate snow and ice. They were flexible and supple and hard and strong all at once. Tulip sat for hours and watched old man Willoughby work on those boots. And while he worked, she asked her questions. Where do we come from? Where are we going? Is there anything in the mountains over in the east? And always, old man Willoughby would say, Well, it's probably best if you find out for yourself. When Tulip stopped asking questions, Willoughby would say, so, lass, tell me what you learned. That question always made Tulip stop and think about her day. Well, she said, 
I learned to listen to Miss Aggie even though it sounds like she stopped talking, Tulip said. I also learned that even though you might know how to make hot cross buns, it isn't actually the same as making them. And so the pair talked and laughed while Tulip watched old man Willoughby keep working on that fine pair of red boots. Who are those four? Tulip asked. Oh, here's a four, a powerful, wonderful woman, old man Willoughby said. You'll meet her one day, I'm sure of it. Tulip looked at those red fur-lined boots, and she let her imagination run off without her. What would the person who wore those boots be like? She'd be in charge. She'd be magnificent. She would wear a long, worn leather coat. She would have mud under her nails, and she wouldn't care. She would have blood on her hands, and she would know that justice had been done. Tulip was so enamored with those boots and the idea of what kind of person might wear them that she found she couldn't sleep, which led to her getting the idea of watching old man Willoughby when he thought she wasn't. So, instead of standing on the dusty road at dusk, Tulip sat at the edge of the forest to the side of old man Willoughby's house. She sat just behind a tree and watched old man Willoughby's workshop. She watched as her friends and neighbours dropped by to do business. And when the sun finally disappeared, Tulip stayed at the edge of the forest and kept watching old man Willoughby, hoping to see the owner of those red boots. Night after night, Tulip began to see a pattern to the old man's evenings. At the end of each day, when everyone else in town was shutting up shop and going home, old man Willoughby would light a candle and put it in his window. Then he'd sit by the fire and keep working on a pair of boots like he was waiting for someone. Every night, Tulip returned. Every night, she watched old man Willoughby making a new pair of boots. Tulip ignored her mother's calls, she ignored her father's bellows, she ignored the cold, her hunger and the ache in her back. She stayed hidden in the shadows, watching that candle, waiting to see who else would see it. And finally, way after midnight, on a cold, wet night, a movement on the road made Tulip's heart beat so hard in her chest that she was sure old man Willoughby himself would hear it. She hugged the tree and peered around it just as old man Willoughby opened his front door. Light from the fire lit the doorway. Clear and bright, Tulip saw two tall people shake Willoughby by the hand. It was a man and a woman. Both were wearing long weathered coats and hats with wide swooping brims. Their faces were strong and lean. Their eyes glinted in the night like they were ready to laugh without notice or see right through you or cut you down with a single glare. 
Tulip crept as close as she could. They'd arrived with a cart. The cart was full of leather and hide and wool and tools and bags of grain. They gave old man Willoughby a roll of leather, and he gave them two pairs of new boots. The woman pointed at the red boots next to the fire. Are those boots over there for sale? Old man Willoughby shook his head. Oh, no. Those boots aren't ready yet. There's time yet to put into that pair. Tulip stared at the strangers. She squeezed her eyes shut. Then she turned back to the village. Her parents, her neighbours, Miss Aggie, her friends. But where were these people from? Where were they going? Without another thought, Tulip slipped from her hiding place in the shadows, climbed into the back of the wagon and hid under a bale of wool. Just to the bend of the road, she whispered to herself. I will see what is beyond the bend and then I'll come home. I will be back before sunrise. Well, it was ten years before Tulip found her way back down that road. On the day she returned, the sun had gone down. The night had taken over and the moon was high in the sky. The only light for miles was the single candle burning in old man Willoughby's window. Riding high on a horse that Tulip had won in an archery competition, wearing a coat she'd have traded for a deer she had hunted, protected by a hat she had earned for a hard day's work, and wearing boots she had taken off a bandit who had tried to rob her, Tulip stepped up to old man Willoughby's door. Well, well, was all he said before he stood back to let her in like he had a thousand times before. Then he boiled the kettle, made mugs of tea, sliced chunks of bread and cheese and put a log on the fire. Then again, like he had said another thousand times before, Tell me, Tulip, what did you learn? Oh, Tulip laughed. She laughed long and hard and free and happy. I've learned how huge the world is, she said. I've learned how to live in it. Tulip leaned forward in the chair and smiled at the old man. I've learned how to fear and still fight. I've learned how to love and forgive, how to work and play. I've learned how to be big and when to be small. I've learned that cuts heal. I've learned that scars have stories. I've lost what I've loved over and over. And then I found it again and I've loved it even more. I've learned to turn corners even when I don't know what's around them. And so old man Willoughby and Tulip talked long into the night and all the way until dawn. Just as the sun was blinking over the hills, Willoughby glanced at Tulip's boots. Well, those boots have been well worn, he said. Tulip laughed. They were certainly hard won. Old man Willoughby pulled the boots off Tulip's feet and studied them. They have travelled, he said. 
There's blood on them. But nothing I can't fix. Leave them with me. Tulip hesitated. I'm not staying long, she said. I'm just home for a visit. I've got another mountain to climb. Old man Willoughby smiled, then reached down behind his chair, and he pulled out a pair of deep red fur-lined knee-high boots with thick soles that looked like they could scale mountains and obliterate snow and ice. They were flexible and supple and hard and strong all at once. Like he was dressing a queen, old man Willoughby pulled the boots onto Tulip's feet. Perfect, he said. These will fit you now. Like many others, Tulip returned to old man Willoughby every few years for a new pair of boots. Each pair built to see her through her next journey, her next adventure, her next challenge. Every pair made to fit the magnificent human being that she was. Well, there you go. That's it from the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast today. It's a crazy time, folks, so look after each other and stay safe. And if you want the waffle well, you know you just have to drop down to the show notes to get it. Or come round to www.tinaconstant.com where you can get all the stories and more chat. And join me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's everybody stay connected. All right, I'll see you next time. Be kind to each other. Bye-bye.